University. Ignorant, we gon' bring that racket like it's Wimbledon. Discipline, but yet to find anyone equivalent. Ain't no podcast similar, now you won't find no synonyms. Be produced by Q Smith, sound like it's by Timberland. JB be in charge, EG set the bar. Cool be sipping water tree and Turk gon' lay the law. Jokes may go too far, but that's just who we are. Prolific, so gifted, words that have your soul lifted So consistent, yeah, so different Ain't nobody copy that lane uh, Carry that torch, heat up the game Ain't nobody got that flame Different, different Man, this intro different Man, this intro ignorant It was good, ladies <laughs> You know what day it is You know what time it is Time for another edition Rendition, Rendition, Stimpy edition Uh, I, I, lost, I ran out of editions Bootleg edition, you know what I'm talking about Of the one and only d Eddie University podcast He's your host, the most eaten toast, seeing ghosts, master of the roast, hosting the boast. I ran out of words again, but that does not matter because it's my show. Damn it, Jay Brown coming to you semi live from an undisclosed location. We have a very interesting show for you today because the world of football has been set on fucking fire. And I love it. I love it. Football has been set under so much fire, I almost forgot it's March Madness time. And you know what that means, folks? Jamal will be crying because my brackets have been busted for the unteenth year in a row. Why do I put myself through this stress? I don't know. <sighs> Loving sports is hard. Anyway, I'm going to introduce my fan, my crew, my brothers from other mothers. To my virtual right, we have this white-hooded man, but he's not the white hood that you're thinking of. He is the best father that I know in the great state of Michigan, because I don't know anybody else in the great state of Michigan. He is also known as our diversity hire, whom is not getting a raise this quarter. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesse Dyer, what's good? Hey, I swear to God, I bet y'all thought that Jamal was introducing Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> $35 million guaranteed, baby. What this guy? Uh, $35 mil. <sighs> And to my virtual left, we have the man that stays hydrated at all times. He drives a car that is two sizes too small because he wears extra medium-ass clothes with his Chelsea dress boots. Ladies and gentlemen, be cool. First of all, these shirts are confirmed to be 2X. Number two, Jamal is so happy because if you look at the free agent moves of his team, they're the only fucking team in the league who decided to get better this offseason. That's it. Oh. I wasn't even gonna bring up my team. My team is not involved in this today. But I, I hope y'all are above the. I, I, I hope y'all are above the salary cap. I fucking oh, hope yeah. y'all motherfuckers are above the salary cap. We are not because we just cut our right tackle who hasn't played in three years and just gave ourselves ten million more. Pray for those ACLs. Hey, uh, why? Why would you? Why would? Facts. <laughs> 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 Things. He did tear both ACLs, didn't he? That's fucked <laughs> Jamal, Jamal saw just, just cause you are miserable don't mean I am. My team's actually trying. Because we bolt up around here. There's room on that bolt wagon for everybody. Bro, y'all play in warm weather and still be injured. That's tough. Okay, y'all play in the dome Jamal. and still go cold. <laughs> 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 Boy, I know that whole when Aaron Rodgers resigned, I know that whole division was like, fuck. 
Nah, that it wasn't until I saw Kirk Cousins say extension added thirty five <laughs> mil. I said, oh no. <laughs> I said, oh no. Bro, they literally I wasted said, a draft pick on Kellen Mond. That shit is hilarious. I said, who put the damn fifth year option on Madden? Who gave, who accidentally did that? Delete the delete <laughs> profile. Delete the profile. I just want to know, y'all spent a first round pick on a quarterback that y'all didn't a, want. It was a third round pick, sir. That's not better. But not I'm not better. saying it was not better. better. I hate Kellen Mond. I hated Kellen Mond in college. Bro, you you put a quarterback on injury risk. I'm sorry. Your last name's Mond. Bro, they put a quarterback on injury reserve who wasn't even injured. <laughs> it's fucked up, I man. Know. I don't know how that's legal. Yeah. That's that's the, bad juju right there. That's the bad. I were injured. Had to watch that dumb shit in practice. <laughs> then they gave Kurt an extension. Fuck. Kurt Cousins' agent, bro. Whoever Kurt Cousins' agent is, bro, bravo. If you can fucking convince teams to give this man fully guaranteed contracts, Bro, fucking vote, bro. Bro, that shit gave me heartburn. <laughs> he saw Kirk Cousins' extension. <laughs> oh, bro, what are y'all gonna oh, do? Man. I, unless, unless we sign our quarterbacks, I guess the Ravens don't sign theirs. Hey, hey, we'll get into that soon. So we actually have to officially start the show, um, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't figured out what our first segment is gonna be, um, NFL free agency has been fucking crazy. And again, we love it. If your team isn't making any moves, you probably don't love it. If your team is making moves, like you're the Dallas Cowboys, well, um, yeah, Cowboy fans, do y'all need a hug? I think y'all Bro, need a hug. That was the greatest pump fake of all time. Randy Gregory, bravo. You pulled the Jerry Jones on Jerry Jones. You gotta love it. But we're not here to focus on just the Cowboys and just that one Screw up that you could say they had in free agency. The Cowboys gave Michael Gallup a five-year, $57.5 million contract. Is Michael Gallup a bad receiver? No. Is he worth five years, $57.5 million? Absolutely not. Oh, by the way, he's just coming off a torn ACL that he suffered in what? November? So he won't even be available for you for the first 60% of the season. Actually, yeah. Actually, it was the playoff game or the end of the season. Yeah. No, it was remember he tore the playoff his, game. Because he, he tore his calf, the Buccaneers game, the first game of the season, didn't he? He didn't tear it. He hurt. He like it was like a bad sprain. He was out for like six, seven weeks. That motherfucker was out almost two months. That motherfucker yeah. was out almost two months, bro. And that's where Cedric Wilson came to shine. And he was Facts. a damn good receiver. But Cedric Wilson signed in Miami. You know what this reminds me of? Miles Austin. It does. Minus the hamstring problems. Miles Austin. Have fun. Skip, skip Cheatham, if you know about it. If you know around DFW. Miles yes, Austin. Hey, Flavor TV, boy, what they know. Yep, and then they gave up their left tackle. No, I mean right tackle, sorry. Well, Collins, yeah, Lyle Collins gone. is definitely on the trade block for, Connor for Williams obvious reasons. I, I would say Connor Williams leaving was a plus. That was a plus. Defense, there's their uh I think their safety left. They re they re-signed D uh D Law for a better deal. Three years, 40 mil. That's not bad for him. Because the kind of money he was making, it's like, bro, 
those are 12 sack a season type of numbers, bro. And he's not like, a 12 sack a season type guy. You know what I mean? So salute. Um Randy Gregory, salute to the pump fake. I'll just say last year was the Cowboys last time. Like that they, they had to work. Last year was the year. And well, we see how well that worked out. But we're not here just to talk about the Cowboys because there's a million shows we're gonna do that anyway. And that's why we're not about them. We're here to talk about the only people that we talk that we care about personally. Our teams. We'll start off with Coop. His Ravens have been relatively quiet this offseason. They haven't really needed to make any moves. But they signed Marcus Williams for a five-year, 70-mil contract. Solid deal for them. I'll I'll take that solid deal. Williams is a good young safety. Fits well in our defense. Especially we're getting Peters and Humphrey back. Um, I like it. Um, Got good thing Bill had retired. Bill was just getting his ass whooped at that left tackle spot. Um, the the thing about the Ravens is, man, we all coming back healthy, man, this year. So like, you know, when you top three running backs tear ACL five days before the first game, fuck. But I'm we the, back. The, in. the Ravens are not in a bad spot, but they're still missing the number one thing that they've been trying to fix basically since Lamar took over. They still need that number one go-to receiver. Hollywood, I feel, Hollywood's not that guy. I feel – well, Bateman, Bateman, it depends. We can see it. Bateman will have a full season next year. I think this offseason we should more so bulk up the offensive line because we got a lot of good young receivers. Um, us losing Orlando uh, Brown, that shit really hurt. So, like I said, I feel like we should pay more attention to the O-line. The whole Lamar Jackson extension, they're trying to put use the Tyler uh, Huntley thing over his head. But I'm just I'm I'm like, look, Lamar has better stats than Josh Allen, and he has an MVP. He's the only quarterback in that class with an MVP and two all and two uh was it two uh two Pro Bowls. Um if Josh Allen got 158 guaranteed, if I'm Lamar, I'm I'm starting at 180 guaranteed and then we're, we're working down. But if we, you start at 180 and you see what you can get. But like I said, if because if, they picked up his fifth year, if you let Lamar Jackson walk out that damn door at the end of next season, kill yourself, think, bro. I don't think Lamar plans on leaving because there's not too many teams that are going to be willing to build their entire offense to adjust mm-hmm. 100% of their offense, what they do for him. So – I highly doubt that is going to happen. Quarterbacks are the least mobile players in the NFL. Yes, there's always some expect some exceptions, but for the most part, guys stay quarterbacks at least because they're the most likely to be paid. They, those are the guys that stay for a decade. But the overall, the Ravens are in a good spot, not a great spot because there's some glaring holes that they need to solve. But we'll see where that leads us to in the next year. Now. Surprisingly, the team that I did not expect to make any noise this offseason is trying to make some noise. And I'm referring to the damn Jacksonville Jaguars. Bro, they, they went crazy spending that money, bro. They spent like, what, 100 mil? Yes, bro. They, they signed Christian Kirk, which is a solid, solid receiver. I don't know if he's the well, number one. Overpaid, though. Oh, I mean, they overpaid for everybody, but that's what you got to do. 
Christian Kirk, a very good number two. I, I doubt he's your number one. They signed Evan Ingram, who's an, an okay tight end, but a, an upgrade from what they had. So solid. And they signed three different linemen just to say, look, Trevor Lawrence, you are the man. You are the guy. You are sunshine. We need you. Keep him upright. So the Jags are doing what they can do. They got rid of they got rid of Urban Meyer, thank God. So we just gonna see what happened. I do. I, I, pre- I, I appreciate the Jaguars really this offseason trying to build around him, give Trevor Lawrence a chance. Very talented guy. Um, definitely a cornerstone franchise quarterback. You know, you just uh, you fucked up with the uh, Urban Meyer. And now, the moment we've all been waiting for. The moment everybody couldn't wait to talk about. Bro, nobody wants to talk about this shit. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even go in there. See why you? Why you pumped bright? Pumped bright. The <laughs> moment everyone has been talking about the AFC West, ladies and gentlemen, the best division in foot in fucking football. It keeps getting bigger. It keeps getting better, and I don't see it stopping anytime soon. Yeah, division loaded, man. Y'all got Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, Russell Wilson. Uh, I think Von Miller is going to be coming back. Holy yeah. cow, Justin Herbert. Every, everybody Look. pray for uh, for Derek Carr. Just, just, just Yo, pray for Derek man. Carr. Pray for yeah. him. The Raiders are the only team that didn't that really didn't get better. Yeah, they re-signed Max Crosby. I don't think anybody thought Max Crosby was going to leave anyway. Hey, he's a hell of a pass rusher. Can't take nothing hell away a, from him. Hell of a hell of a player. Hell of a player. But that, that is a super, that's that's a bona fide fucking superstar right there. But that doesn't change, bro. The Hunter Winthrow, as good as he is, he ain't your number one receiver. Darren nope. Waller is great. <laughs> But he's like Amari Cooper sometimes. He's just so inconsistent. And they don't have a true number one. Um, they true number one got ar- well, got arrested. Now he's in jail for a long time. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, the Broncos, obviously. Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson instantly makes them 10 times better. Instantly. So that's now we're going we to see about this receiving core, about Jared Judy and uh, the other guys. They still have Melissa. Something they still have a solid running back in the young kid, and Melvin Gordon may or may not come back. It just kind of depends. And not to mention, they had a great defense last year. I believe they were ranked third, they were ranked top five at the end of the year. So they already had a great defense. So now yeah, their offense just has to be their offense just has to be better than Drew Lock. The, the fact yeah. that they were actually halfway decent with Drew Lock. Says a lot about that team. The it fact does. that they almost beat the Chiefs and, all, and what it took was Melvin Gordon fumbling and the Chiefs taking it all the way to the end zone to win that game tells you right there. <laughs> I know Jamal was looking at that fumble like, <laughs> ah. hey, I'm just like, well, you should have took the money, man. You that was took one of money. the that was one of the worst holdouts I've ever seen in my life. I was like, is it, where where is your leverage, man? And you know what's the worst part about holding out is when you got to see the guy who replaced you be more productive and more healthy than you. That was tough watching Austin Eckler damn near go for a thousand and a thousand. Like, damn, I know that Bro, was tough. Like, is Austin Eckler a better pure running back than Melvin Gordon? Absolutely not. He, he's 5'9, he's not super fast, he's quicker than he looks. But is he more talented than Melvin Gordon? No. 
but he shut his mouth and played football and he got paid. And now look at Hey man, and, you know what sports is? It's not about who's the better person, bro. It's not. You know what's crazy? We went this whole show without mentioning it. The motherfucking goat is back. Man, fuck that mother. Bro, we we knew we knew he was coming back. It was a hoax. He was pulling a Brett Favre. We all knew it. He's back. I know Brett Favre was like, all right, Tom, if you're going to throw everybody off their game, this is what you do. But you know what? Tom Brady is coming back in a pretty good, in a pretty good situation because he's in the NFC now. What quarterback is in his way in the NFC? Aaron yeah. Rodgers? Yeah, it's, it's pretty uh, Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford. That's pretty much it. Because so the Saints ain't going to be shit. So that means all you got to do is get Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs and you're good with him. And you know you can beat him at Lambeau because this motherfucker Aaron Rodgers, boy. And then the Rams did their damnedest to give the game to the Bucks when they played in the playoffs. They so lost a lot of free agents. They did. The Bucks are this is not the same Bucks team. Look, we all know I'm it. about the Rams. The Rams no. lost a lot of people. I mean, the Rams played win now. Think about it. Think about the rest when we cross that bridge. And I'm not saying it's the wrong way to go, but you can't argue with results. I mean, you if you do it that way, you have to be sad. It's just like the Toronto Raptors. You have to be satisfied that you will not win another championship in the next 10 years. Like if, if, you, if you take this approach, you have to be satisfied that this is it. You, you pretty much got to. I think the Rams are good. As long as you got Stafford, Cup, um, Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey, that's a very good four dudes you can build a team around. It is. So we'll see how the Rams do. Look, Chargers cleaned up in free agency. Our owner, Coupon Tom, actually did something. Our GM, Coupon Tom, actually did something right. We, fi- we shored up the secondary. We fixed up the run game. We got a, another pass rusher so Bosa can stop getting fucking quadruple teamed. And we're, <laughs> we're just and we're just gonna see where this goes because hey, there are three absolutes in life. There are three absolutes in football. Cowboys gonna cowboy, Raiders gonna Raider, and Chargers gonna Charger. Let's change that. Chargers gonna Charger. Just so Jamal does not have to cry himself to sleep in January, but. We have to get on with the show because it is that time of the year once again. And no, I ain't talking about Pi Day. I'm not talking about the Ides of March. Shout out to my man, Julius Caesar. If you know, you know. If you don't, well, you didn't pay attention in your junior English class in high school. It is March Madness time, baby. Thank you, Diggy Vital, for not being dead. We appreciate that because we need you for 100 more years. Coop, I brought something man. up to you today. And you know... You just you you have a bone to pick with the selection committee. Someone go ahead and let you pick it. All right, bro. So Jamal brought up, which is something I've always been thinking. Jamal was like, "Yo, how come Texas Southern always wins the swag, but they always be in a 16th seed trying to play in?" And I was like, "Man, that's fucked up." Because I know they play harder teams than in the Ivy League, and they consistently win the swag. They're, they have not moved past the 16th seed. And you have the audacity for them to have a playing game with AM Corpus Christi. 
that's this that's some racist ass shit right there, man. Bro, it, it's gotta be race, bro. How is Yale a 14 seat, but TSU gotta get into the play-in game and be a 16 seat? Come on, man. You can't Come tell on, me. Good. You can't tell me Yale is a better program and a better. First of all, Yale is not even the best Ivy League basketball program. We all know the answer to that is Harvard, but TSU has pretty much proven that it is the best HBCU basketball program, most likely in the country, definitely in the SWAT. So why? That's fucked up, dude. So here, here's what I propose to Coop. Now y'all can y'all hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I say for the purpose of reparations, no HBCU team that makes the tournament should be lower than a 14 seed. I agree. If they, and look, uh, what is the difference between a 16 seed and a 14 seed? Basically nothing. Come on now. Your conference four straight years in a row. And the best you can do every year is a 16 seed play. Wow. All right. All right. So let me, let me, let me say who, who are a few, one through three seeds, because that's who a 14 seed would play. So the number one, a number one seed team that I'm looking at, Baylor, really good. A number three seed team, Tennessee. Is Tennessee that much, is Baylor that much better than Tennessee? Uh, Not really, but they're both still pretty damn good. All right, number two seed, Kentucky. Now, Baylor, Tennessee, Kentucky, are all of those teams basically around the same level? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. That they instantly got a 16 seed and got to play the number one team, most likely the number one overall seed in the tournament. Come on, committee. You can't be doing us like that, man. It's 2022. There's Black Lives Matter everywhere. All this money is going to these HBCUs, the same three HBCUs. But we ain't going to talk about that. Um, Why we got to play Duke first round? Why that guy? Kansas. Specifically, why we got to play Kansas first round, dog? Come on, man. That's fucked up, bro. You got to do a playing game, and literally your next game is against Kansas. That's, bro, ain't Kansas the number one overall seed? I think Nova's the over, no, Zaga. I think Gonzaga's the number one overall seed. Yeah, Overrated. Talk about overrated. It's fucking Gonzaga every year. It doesn't. That's not the point of I call for reparations that all HBCUs who qualify for the tournament, and we're not even asking for special qualifications to qualify. We're just saying if you get in, they got to be a 14 seat at worst. Because you got to think if if HBCU is going to get in, more than likely they're going to have to they're they're going to have to win their tournament to get in. So they're only going to let what two HBCUs in, one from the MEAC and one from the SWAC, most likely. So of, of it's course, fucked up, man. And bro, it's fucked with, up, bro. with all of these other conference, especially all these other super small conferences where you gotta win to get in. Like, bro, the Atlantic 10. Bro, are we are we gonna forget University of Maryland, Baltimore County? They weren't even a 16 seed. Who has ever heard of University of Maryland, Baltimore County before they went on that run? UNBC, baby. Who? Who I ask? How come they get? How come they wasn't a 16 seed? If the if the tournament was in February, this would not fly. That's why they push it to March. They said you colored to get future March Madness, (laughs) and that's and Chris Brown flipping on beat. That's it. But anyway, y'all, 
here is a tournament that we can all get into, that we can all march to this beat because it's something that I made up. And you know, if it came from my mind, then it's just a fucking masterpiece. So y'all know I'm a big movie buff. I got a DVD collection because I'm me and I can do that. But have you ever stopped to think who are, I might add, are the best movie athletes of all time? Well, fear not because that's what I'm here to do. I have written up a bracket so we can figure out who are the greatest movie football players of all time. Now, the guys basically had no input to this bracket, but they will get to decide who wins, who's the best, and who is the GOAT, at least for this bracket. We'll have a champion's bracket later this month, and then we're going to see. So, y'all, are you ready for me to announce the matchups we have for this movie madness tournament? This will be good, man. This will be good. Jesse, are you ready, muscle man? Let's get it. All right. The number one seed <laughs> is the GOAT. I think y'all know him all the way from East Dillon. That man, Vince Howard. Number one. You got seed. Vince Howard. Wait, wait, wait. You Vince got Howard. Vince as the number one overall seed. Vince Howard is number one overall seed. Not yes, he is. Tim Riggins. Oh, my God. Come on. Right? Hey, hey. We, we, we got to get through. We got to get through the round. The round. Okay. Number eight. Jonathan Mott. I, I mean, for y'all, for y'all who don't know, and that one on Varsity Blues. That is Varsity Blues. I don't know why I couldn't think of Varsity Blues. R.I.P. My man Billy Bob. Huh, if you know, you know Varsity Blues. So the number two seed, the number two seed, Coop is gonna be mad again, but I don't care. The Water Boy, Bobby Boucher. What? He's a two seed. He's the two oh, seed. Ah, co- come on, man. Bro, Bobby Boucher did everything for the Mud Dogs. I want to hear it. He's the two Bro, seed. This is, this is all bias. This is very biased. I don't care. The number <laughs> three seed. Number three seed, Willie Beeman. How was Willie Beeman not the number one overall seed? Inconsistency. Who's Willie Beeman? Any given Sunday. Oh, any given Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. I, I, Come okay, on. Okay, first of all, first of all, he had to fight LL Cool J in the shower. And then Al Pacino was this dude's head coach. And that's why LL Cool J is not on the list. <laughs> Willie B. Oh, man, I need my thousand yards, man. Number four on the list, Mr. Thad Castle. Blue Mountain State is in the house. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on, man! Every anyone who's seen Blue Mountain State knows that show is the best. Yes, bro. Boy, Thad be on that coat. Bro yeah. was coked up. That boy was invincible on that football field. Boy, <laughs> oh, was coked up. The number five seed is Paul Crew from the Longest Yard. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> But see, Paul Crew was actually a Super Bowl winning. He should probably be higher on the list. He actually but, won a Super Bowl. Hold on, he didn't win the Super Bowl. He got caught throwing. He got caught throwing a game. So that's why point he's shaving. at a point shaving. That's why he's a fifth seed. We're not saying no to his talent, but because of that, and by the time the movie you know, came around, he had been out the league about six, about three years. Bro, you know what's so crazy is they treated him just like a black man. Like that punishment did not require. <laughs> <laughs> no, because remember they threw the drunk charges on there too. That shit was hilarious. All right, and the number six seed will be Forrest Gump. That doesn't even count. <laughs> That's what the, I premise, the, the premise, the premise of the of the 
That, huh? No, you can't. It's not enough. He was all American. Bro, what you talking hey, about? Coop, Coop, he puts Forrest Gump, but can't put Julius from Remember the Titans. Exactly. Bro, I just said there's going to be more brackets. Calm, calm yourself. And the seven seed, Tim Riggin. Because For, Forrest Gump played football because he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Okay, and uh, half of the LSU's in Alabama's football team read at a fifth grade level. So what's the difference here? Bro, that nah. Because the premise of the movie was not him playing football. He just so happened to get first team All-American. I mean, if you if you want to get that technical with the premise of uh of Friday Night Lights really wasn't football. It was everything else. But it was more football in that movie than it was. Uh, it does not matter. Here's it's a very this is a Jamal bracket right here. This is a this is All a right. Jamal. <laughs> Fine then. Make your own damn brackets for the next two rounds. But we still gotta decide who is the winner here. So okay. we're, gonna say, we're gonna take it first. Your number one seed against your number eight seed, Vince Howard against Jonathan Mott. Who wins out? Better football player. Howard. Vince Howard. It is. Vince that Howard. is the correct. Easy. Vince Howard. All right, we got the three-six matchup. Willie Beeman and Forrest Gump. Willie Beeman. Willie Beeman. Willie Beeman. I mean, yes, that, that's not really really a choice. But that's why Forrest Gump is only at a six because he was just a kick returner. He ain't doing nothing else. All right. Devin Hester, bro. The four, all right. The four or five matchup. Thad Castle against Paul Crew. Who comes out? Paul Crew. Yeah, I got to um, give it to Paul Crew. I've been outvoted. I was going to say Thad, but all right. Paul Crew took a. Paul Crew had Nelly in that shunt running barefoot, boy, till he got the cake. They said he got. Slave beat. <laughs> throwing touchdowns. He's throwing touchdowns to Terry Crews. It ain't easy being cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> ain't, ain't nothing that a double quarter with a quarter pounder with fries. With cheese. With cheese. Jeez. All right. And the two seven matchup. Water, the water boy versus Tim Riggins. Come on. We water we know boy. the answer. We know the answer to this. Waterboy. Waterboy was a better football player. Has to be the Waterboy. All right. Tim Riggins had a better storyline, though. Fumbling. I mean, he absolutely had a better storyline. All right. We are on to the semifinals. We have Vince Howard against Willie Beeman. Who we got? Vince Howard. Vince Howard won state. And he just started playing football. But shit, man. Willie Hold Beeman. on. Before before Coop, you have your official answer. I'm gonna make you the tiebreaker since I'm since I'm apparently just so biased. My vote is Vince Howard. I think he is the GOAT. So it is one Willie to one. Beeman. Coop, you are the tiebreaker. Uh, okay, I gotta hear both of y'all reasoning as to why y'all picked him. I gotta hear a couple bullet points. Like I, I Cause I got to see what bases y'all are choosing this off of. Jesse? Bro, it's Jamie Foxx, bro. <laughs> nah. Okay, no. Nah. Nah, 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 that's nah. not how it works. That's, that's not, not how it works. Bro, if I was a woman, bro, I'd fuck the shit out of Jamie Foxx. Oh, what does that have to? All right. 
Coop. All right, you know what? You know what? Vince Howard wins that one. <laughs> if, we, if we if we have no we have no argument as to why we would pick Jamie Foxx, bro. Come on now, J- bro. He was out here making unpredictable while throwing touchdowns. That's not the point. That's not the point at all. Unpredictable is fire, but no, Devin Justin. Okay, so second round matchup: Paul Crew against the Water Boy. Who we got? God, bro. Same actor versus same actor. <laughs> Yeah, that's it, fucked oh, up. Oh, shit, it is the same actor. Did it's he same realize. actor, bro. Damn. I'm giving, I'm giving it the to the only thing boy. that could beat, hey, it is true. The only thing that could beat you is yourself, man. I'm going I'm going with Paul Crew because Paul Crew got his ass beat up on that basketball court and still hoop. He did. He did get his ass whooped. <laughs> I'm just saying, I gotta, bro. I got to say, I got to say, Paul. I gotta say, Paul Crew, because the the degree of difficulty, bro. What? Over oh, so we have we have our first upset of Paul Crew over the Water Boy. I do not agree. I do not agree, but I've been outvoted. You, you gotta look at it. The Water Boy was brought in to hit, but Paul Crew literally had to engineer a whole team, bro. A mean, with no but, gear. Oh, Bobby Boucher was the team, though. They got to the bourbon. They got to the bourbon bowl. They couldn't do nothing without him. Paul Paul Crew had his offensive lineman eating. Bro, it was the fucking Florida Gators, bro. Stop. (laughs) They were a fictional Florida Gators. Stop, bro. It does not matter. You have Stone Cold Steve Austin running the football. (laughs) Max. Racist as fuck. As fuck. That's how a white man runs the football, bro. Come on now. Oh boy Fine. from Green Mile took his head off. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fine. 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 I play the game like everybody else. I am fair, despite what y'all think. I'm always fair. In the final matchup in the championship round, we have East Dillon's own Vince Howard against the man who defied all odds. And Paul Motley Crew, who is coming out with the dub? I got to go with Vince, man. Um, great storyline, great character, player development. Um, the fact that he had no prior knowledge or success in football on state, um, he had the greatest booster in the world, Buddy Garrity. Uh, what was it, East, and East I, Dillon? Yeah, East Dillon. East Dillon. Bro, them, them white people was mad as fuck when they, they combined both schools. <laughs> them white people was salty. Bro. Jesse? Jesse, you... Go, you... I'm going to have to go with uh, old boy, man. He's doing. And just like that, ladies and gentlemen, Vince Howard has become our champion of the north side of the ignorant bracket. We will be back next week with the east side of the ignorant bracket just to see who has become the champion of champions. Now, Coop, I do have a question about Friday Night Lights, though. So, when they opened up East Dillon and all these black kids showed up, why did they not go to Dillon High School in the first place? How'd that work? Because here's the thing. Literally, this happened, what, like the last two seasons? So, like, I didn't even know there was another. We didn't even know there was another high school in Dillon. There wasn't. It was closed. They just reopened it. Something was going on because I don't understand what was going on with them kids. 
because the way Dylan, the way it was located, and the town wasn't that big, so it's like shouldn't everybody just go to one high school? You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. So like, where all these black kids come from? Why they didn't well, they, just go there? Well, they probably did that shit on purpose because remember the black kids lived on the other side of the tracks. So I think they zoned that shit off so them crackers ain't have to go to school. Them white, the black kids. I mean, that's it exactly was a whole lot happened. of. Because remember in that first PTA meeting, oh, it was a whole lot of racial undertone. Oh yeah, they were like, I don't want to go to school with these coons. Dude, I haven't seen that show in so long. Until this day, that's probably the greatest series of all time. You feel it. You felt every episode. And we are not taking any debates for what is the greatest series of all time because the only answer that we will accept is Friday Night Lights, and that is the ignorant way. And because of that, we have come to the end of another episode of the one and only D1 Ignite University podcast. How's it feel, fellas? Feels good, man. Um, Hey, man. March Madness is here. Um, Everybody, man, salute to baseball, man. Fuck. Cause y'all they got the deal done. Hey, y'all, baseball almost fucked themselves in the ass. But um, man, salute, man. It's gonna be a good time. All these sports. Also, uh, DK Metcalf did a interview with Taylor Rooks, and uh, he said he is training for the 2024 Olympics. So okay, everybody, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, just a final thoughts to the people. Feel pretty good, bro. By next week, Baker Mayfield will be trading for the Colts. Deshaun Watson will be playing for the Atlanta Falcons. I'd be and, pissed. Uh, if I was Deshaun Watson, hell no. Well, that's none of my business. It's none of my business. Cool. Final thoughts. Final thoughts, man. Everybody be, be healthy out there, man. I know spring break is here. People are still dying from that Rona, man. So if you're going down on spring break, um, please don't kiss any random women in the mouth, please. <laughs> real COVID is real. Um, everybody this dude, safe. This dude worried about dying from Rona, boy. My pocket's hurting from these damn gas station prices. Man, who needs gas? I found three Rottweilers and two Huskies in a wagon, and they just pulled me around the city. Jamal isn't doing the Iditarod in Houston, Texas in March. And I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed in the slightest. A horse and carriage don't sound too bad now, does it? It does not. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank you for listening to the one and only D1 Indian Universe podcast. We look forward to coming to you semi-live whenever the hell I feel like it, because I can do that at this point. So, like I love to say at the end of every episode, keep learning, keep living, keep loving, watch your gas tank, better find a few huskies like I did, and we out. The University.